On this week's episode, we talk to Rachel Kraska about the Beatles. This is The Operative. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. To uh, start off, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, your band and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I'm in my mid-40s. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 29. And uh, (laughs) I've been playing rock music since I moved to Chicago, pretty much. Um, Since I met Nick, my husband and bandmate in Post Honeymoon. And former bandmate and New Black before that. Um, And let's see, I've been playing music since I was like a little one, like 10 or nine or 10. Um, Am classically trained, um, studied piano and saxophone in college and and did some jazz. And then uh, when I was in college, kind of learned that I wasn't the virtuoso that I was compared to every kid in the high school band. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I didn't necessarily have a classical <laughs> career ahead of me or career in the studio. Um, so I took a little break from music, but I moved to Chicago in 2001 and um, met this guy who played in a band who's Nick and uh, he started taking me to shows and I started, uh, you know, seeing all these bands with keyboard players and thinking, oh, I could do that. That's like not that hard. So I, um, <laughs> I started, started playing in a couple groups and then, um, and then joined a band with Nick and, then, and we've been playing together since like 2003-ish. So. Nice. Yeah, and then Post Honeymoon, our current band, started um, after our honeymoon, after we got married not surprisingly so so uh that, that was in 2007 so we've been in that outfit a lot longer than either of us would like to admit um well so uh you wanted to talk about the beatles yes <laughs> um so uh i i mean the beatles are uh i mean everyone seems to know the beatles but i i don't know um exactly when I first encountered the Beatles. Uh, I know it had to be when I was like very, very young. Do you, do you remember when you first came across them? Yeah, so it was when I was, I think I was probably as young as three. It's my earliest band memory, which is why I wanted to talk about them. And my dad had made this cassette for me um, to go to sleep to listen to um, the uh the song good night off the white album um so <laughs> he would play that and then uh i would start to fall asleep um and this it was dubbed because that's what you did in the uh late 70s <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and as soon as the song would end it would uh it would start um like the song that was under it would start um, which I looked up last night. I never knew what song it was. It, it was Come to Papa by Bob Seger. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be like, like that orchestral ending, like sweet dreams, sweet dreams to you and me. And then it would kind of, you know, swell and then go out. And then the song would immediately turn into Come to Papa! <laughs> Come see your papa! 
So, um, so I looked it up last night because I was like, who did that? Like, I had no idea who, who wrote that song, what that song was. And I found it and it was just as I remembered it. So very exciting learning moment for me. I know next to nothing about Bob Seger, but. Oh, okay. But, uh, but otherwise you wanted to talk about Bob Seger. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to expound on that. <laughs> Nick will tell you I'm expert level on expounding on things I know nothing about. So. So, uh, so yeah, you, uh, it, that was your first encounter. Did you, um, as you started getting into music, uh, or, or did you seek them out or were, were they a band that, uh, your, your dad was definitely into them, it seems. Yeah. So, so I, they were my dad's favorite band. Um, and so I, I'm the oldest of three kids, so I had no one to like lead me along the cool path. <laughs> And um, it was a little bit of a loner, so so uh, so that was my influence. Um, I grew up with them. I knew every album. I had everything, you know, taped off the record. And um, it took me probably until I was in, definitely at least till I was in junior high to start hearing like other music really that wasn't that wasn't curated by my dad. <laughs> who <laughs> when I told him that I was going to be on a podcast talking about the Beatles wanted to know why he, <laughs> he wasn't being interviewed <laughs> so he doesn't have a band so oh there you go I was like sorry <laughs> so were, were you starting to get into music at, at this point or having some sort of interest in music yeah i started i started playing in like you know like every kid in elementary school like in the elementary school band um and i just happened to be really good at it you know compared to the average kid um and uh i think i played flute for like a year or two and then um then i got moved to oboe um because you know if you're like the good kid in music they sticky with like the hardest instrument um i always wanted to play saxophone though so i was super bummed about that and and around then my my parents bought a piano which was um super exciting because i'd always wanted to do that so um so yeah i started getting into music then in my you know when i was maybe 12 ish 12 13 once i started playing piano was probably when i really started to like accelerate um and yeah I, I've, I lost track of what, what your question oh, was. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, if they, if, uh, yeah, if you were into them and also getting into playing music, were, were you, yeah. were you starting to uh, write music or try to write music or? I didn't write music until I moved to Chicago. So until I was, um, you know, in my, in New Black, really, or yeah. before that, I, I was for a little bit of time in a band called The Dials. So, um, so that was when I started really actually composing. Um, and for a while it was just, I was, I was the keyboardist in, in those bands. So I didn't really start songwriting fully with, you know, with words and with lyrics <laughs> until, mm -hmm. until post honeymoon. Um, and it was something I think I wanted to do for a long time, but I didn't have the confidence to do. Um, and had always uh, like, I don't think I have a, a voice that's like, I don't have a great voice. Like, um, 
and you know it's <laughs> it's not a voice where people are like oh my god what a powerful singer she is um so but neither do a lot of the greats <laughs> one of the reasons i love tom petty but <laughs> which nick was talking about before neither does bob dylan um so eventually i kind of got the courage to to write some stuff and and try some stuff and then I, you know, learned the lesson that if you write your own music, you can write stuff that you can sing, which is a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, um, with you doing more of the, the uh, piano and the oboe and stuff like that, did, did you have any interest in pursuing, like, since the Beatles are more of just a standard sort of rock band setup, was, yeah. did you have any interest in that sort of thing? I didn't even know that was a possibility. Um, and I think a lot of that is like, you have to think about being a girl growing up in the early eighties. Like there was nothing, there was nothing for me to see that I could have, there was Madonna, you know, like <laughs> nothing that I would, that would lead me to believe that that could even be a possibility for me. So I think that was why I, you know, I turned to classical and then I, once I started hearing jazz was really into that because because it was singing, it was songs and lyrics and, and stories. Um, but, uh, but yeah, when I was, when I was 12, 13, 14, I just thought, oh, well, I, I love music. So I'm going to play Bach and Beethoven and, you know, like in symphonies and cause that's what music is. Um, and there was this like real prejudice in the classical world toward pop music and rock music. So it wasn't considered like real music once you started studying and learning stuff. So it took me, it took me a long time to like, there was a separation between what I listened to and what I played for, um, you know, all the way through in, until my later twenties. Did, was it something that you, uh, did, did you kind of feel like because of the prejudice there, did you feel like you needed to kind of keep that secret in some way or? Yes. <laughs> I oh, had my really? cassettes. I did not. Yeah, I definitely didn't. I didn't really talk about. Yeah, I mean, I never talked about how much I loved, you know, like rock. And, and, uh, and that kind of I mean, my dad was super into me uh, is in into some of those, you know, those like Brooklyn folk bands like Simon and Garfunkel and that kind of um, that kind of movement Leonard Cohen like. Um, so I um yeah, I listened to that stuff, but I played something totally different and never like did the two meet um, until for a long time, until Chicago. Yeah, so sort of sort of going back just a little bit, but um, so I, I know, and it's something that like, I, I you know, just because I'm a white dude, I've, I've always been a white dude. <laughs> um, I, Weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, you know, being in a rock band and that sort of thing, like, uh, yeah, that's just been always open to me. And then like there, there was, uh, uh, we had a female bass player. And so like certain, certain prejudices, like I just, I didn't really like dial into, I was like, Oh, why, why aren't there more, female musicians when we're playing yeah. these shows um and then years later it was like oh that's because like dudes are a, a lot of times really terrible <laughs> and and uh kind of shut uh people out um but was 
was the the community that you were a part of with like uh, with the the classical stuff like mm -hmm. was was that did that have a similar like gender bias yeah and i should probably talk about jazz more because i i started playing saxophone as my main instrument oh kind of at the end of my at the end of high school, I was, a, I played a lot of stuff. I just was like a multi-instrumentalist. Um, and uh, that was, yeah, when I look back on that now as an adult, um, as opposed to, you know, a 22-year-old or 19-year-old, it was wildly prejudiced. Um, just, you know, the professors were sleeping with the students. I remember I was the only woman in jazz band in my, uh, in my college um and i remember they played a song called the muff diver that was one of the songs that like you know like a 65 year old band director just puts on everyone's um <laughs> on everyone's music stand um totally normal um and i quit that i i didn't audition kind of like my senior year for that band even though i enjoyed it because i just assumed i wouldn't get into it because there were guys coming up in the like, like I, my self-confidence was just so low and I just, it was just so ingrained that like, oh, there's not a place for me in this, in this world that it, it didn't even occur to me that there were these other possibilities. Um, and I think that was like a real changing kind of those, because uh, I was in, in high school, I graduated high school in 92 and then college in 96. And I think that was like a change point in the world. It, I mean, things look a lot better now. Mm -hmm. Not that I, you know, not that I still don't have a million stories of, you know, people doing shitty things, but, um, but they look different. You can be a kid and you, you can be a little girl and you, you can turn on YouTube and you know, you're going to, you can play all this stuff. Right. So it's, it's different now, but yeah, I almost had to de, I did unindoctrinate the, this whole kind of you know, world that I'd been in that, that was not welcoming, that, that required you to be a virtuoso. There was, there was not a place for someone like me in, in the classical or jazz world, but there was in the rock, in the indie rock world. When you, yeah, when, when you started songwriting, uh, did you pull anything from your experience with, with being into the Beatles? Like, or was it just basically like the, the bones of like, this is how songs go? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was just like, there's not a lot in my music where I'm like, oh, this is a Beatles thing. But, um, but there has just been this sense of what, what music is and like what a song is and that, okay, it's got a melody you can sing and it has this meter and this, and it's, it's always, it tells a story. So there were all these, I think there were just these pieces that are, you know, that you just pick up as a musician that just go, like, that's what I think about, like, is, is music and is writing music. There's just a million pieces. There's, there's literally only, you know, there's, there's 13 notes. Um, is that right? Yeah. Everything is different. How, like, you can come up with millions of different combinations. So I think it's just, there's this input of the entire world. And for me, there was input of classical and jazz and the Beatles. And, and maybe those were the things I listened to more than anything, <coughs> which changed as I, you know, got older. But, um, and then that, you spit that out into something else. 
like you meld that around in your subconscious and and you have something to say and it just pops out and there's a little bit of everything in there <laughs> i have half of my dad's record collection so i've got a, i've got like the original white album with the posters and like um but i split it with my sister so she has some of she has some of the records and like you never listen to them because of course every time i listen to it i'm like degrading the records so, right. so <laughs> i don't like the the earlier stuff of theirs like when they were really poppy i like when they got kind of dark and gritty and were arguing and miserable like <laughs> that speaks to me more uh, of the 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 later stuff like is there a particular album or anything that stands out for you i um I always have loved the White Album. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if that's just because it's double albums. You get twice as many songs. I think it's just because there's this, like, I was reading about the other day, like, they all wrote these individual songs. And it, I think it shows each of the songwriters is when I'm analyzing, like, why I like it, which is probably not, it's not the album that shows them as a band really the most, but I think it, it shows who they are individually more. And then you have a, a George Martin, like, mucking everything up with orchestral <laughs> effects. I think about how mad I would be about that. <laughs> Like, what is this? <laughs> Once we were, I will tell one, one off story. When we were in New Black, we recorded with Greg Norman over at Electrical. And we were mixing once. And um, me and Patty, the lead singer, fell asleep. And when we woke up, um, Greg and, and Liam, the bass player, and Nick had all um, gloriously recorded a trombone part on the... Um, <laughs> on the album we were working on and I like like my temperature went from like zero to 100. I hate trombone first of all. I had a really shitty boyfriend who was a trombone player <laughs> and I was so I was so furious and like the matter I got the more they were like no we're gonna put it on the album it's gonna be great like here's the part Greg played it Greg's gonna be on the album. Like the fury I felt oh. I imagine that's how I'd felt if like George George Martin came along and orchestrated something. Not that there aren't amazing things that are on there, like you know, the groundbreaking things that happen, like Revolution Nine. But but uh, but like the song "Good Night" is so schmaltzy if you listen back to it. Um, Although I think that was John's vision was that it would be orchestral. So who knows? Well, if, if, if someone was like wanted to get started with the Beatles, if like, I mean, I don't know, my, my son's 12 and he, he knows who the Beatles are. And the, but, but still like, do you think something like the white album is a good, a, a good entry point? Or do you think that that's more of a, because like of how band? it, <laughs> yeah, like since it highlights like the diversity of of the songwriting. Yeah, maybe it's like Revolver is the one to start with. Rubber Soul. I was talking about maybe that is a set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of peak Beatles. So 
do, do the Beatles mean something to you because of their sort of their their importance in like the the sort of the, the history of music the you know with everything you've studied and with, through classical and jazz and being a rock musician or it do you think that you connect more to them because of your the connection that you have to your father through them yeah it's pure, i think it's purely an emotional connection not that they weren't groundbreaking i know that but um but yeah i think with for me it's just more about this early experience of of music and of of rock music and um yeah and having this influence having something you share with your dad and um and and this early you know <laughs> my it's just this guy who's 30 years older than me is is my earliest <laughs> musical influence he's going to be super stoked about that he's going to call in after this <laughs> i look forward to part 2 <laughs> mr shindelman <laughs> That, that's when we'll we'll go track by track. So. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> this one will be fourteen hours. <laughs> well, it, it it's it's interesting to me that so you mentioned the the cassette that your dad made. My I I remembered that when I was a kid, I probably my first. I believe my first introduction to the Beatles was a dub tape that my cousins made of uh, the Beach Boys on one side and the Beatles on the other. Nice. And yeah, it would have been, you know, early 80s or something. But Which, uh, which Beach Boys was it? Was it like early terrible Beach Boys or ripping off the music of black people Beach Boys or <laughs> later? <laughs> it was, I, 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 don't believe I listened to a lot of that Beach Boys, but but I I'm willing to bet that it was like an early greatest hits, you know, greatest hits. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I always thought I hated the Beach Boys, and then I heard like Pet Sounds, and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Um. To to go back one more time because it's it's really interesting to me because of the I don't know it being such a different experience to me hearing the Beatles, hearing that when I was younger, like, yeah, it, it did feel like something that I could do, but boundaries and stuff that are set up would prevent you from feeling open to, like, that that was a possibility for you to go and do that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, and part of it was probably just my personality and this, you know, being a weird, lonely kid who, you know, grew up to, maybe my dad shouldn't listen to this, who grew up to have mental illness and like, oh, you know, like music is the way to cope with that. Um, so I think part of it were, were limits that I set myself, um, you know, just like, oh, I don't, you know, just, I just grew up with less self-confidence than I had as I, as I got older. Um, and then, and then, like we said, I think part of it is there was no example for me to see. Right. Um, and there was no YouTube, right? There was MTV <laughs> in ancient times. <laughs> MTV didn't come out till I think I was in, I, re, I very distinctly remember the first, uh, the first time I saw MTV and I'm totally blanking on the song. It's, uh, it's not, we've got to fight for the right to party. It's not the Beastie oh. Boys, but it's, uh, 
it's another like anthem about hating your parents and like wanting to to fight for your right to party. Wait, is it I the just, is it the Twisted Sister song? Yeah, yes, that, yes, that, yeah. But yeah, there was yeah. nothing. There was no place I would ever see, you know, a woman playing guitar. Like where it'd be like, oh, I could, I could learn that. Like that's what that's what girls do. <laughs> like it was just like that. It just wasn't. It wasn't an option. And I think being kind of like a nerdy kid, you're just, you know, you are like, uh, what's the word I'm trying to, you're socialized to excel and to please. And, and that was, you know, I'm taking my lessons with my classical teacher and, and I'm going to do well at the books they give me. And I think, you know, your parents don't know that uh, there's options. Like, you don't, my sister was just, um, she just got my nephew a guitar and he's, uh, he's eight. And, um, you know, we were talking about who's, who's going to teach him. And I was like, just find a high school kid and let him learn power chords. Because if you, you know, if you take him to the music shop that he's going to be finger picking classical, you know, like crap and, and let him play music immediately, you know, as soon as he can. But I think there is, I think that's also just a, you know, in general prejudice against, against rock. But again, you look right now and like every Gen Xers kid goes to, what's that called? Like school of rock. Yeah. And they, they're all on, you know, Facebook, like, ah, here's my kid in school of rock. That's a thing now, but in, you know, in the eighties, it was like the Suzuki school. <laughs> right. So I think it's just also a, a more, like people are more open to, to, to rock music being music now. And like overall, you didn't feel comfortable in, to be in the in that position to be a songwriter, to be in the band and stuff like that and, until you were, like you said, in your 20s, right? Yeah, my 20s, I, jo- I, was, I was 27, 26 when I moved to Chicago. And then, uh, yeah, about, ooh, I would have been, hang on, I have to do math. I think it was 29 when when new black had its first album out so um so it really took till around till late 20s like 20 27 28 29 before i start you know i found this music that i was good at and really into and like to listen to it like when when what i like to listen to and what i played suddenly came together (laughs) i'm a late bloomer But it, but it, overall, it's something that's like to, you know, even though your musical path has kind of taken you to a number of different places, like you feel fulfilled with, with what you've been able to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm more than that. Like when I think about like what I thought I would do graduating music school, which was like, I'm a failure. I'm not a virtuoso. I have to find a way to make money, but I can't make money as a musician. <laughs> Hilarious in retrospect. <laughs> like everyone else does. <laughs> when you're on a major label, you're rich. <laughs> um, but when I think about that person and then to think about, you know, the adult who toured in Slovenia and Germany and Italy, like, to, to have come as far as I have and to have albums I've put out where I'm the co-writer between, you know, just me and one other person. Um, 
And I can sit down right now if I want to write a song and walk over to the piano and write a song that's going to be catchy and that I might like, or at least, you know, one out of 10. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'll hate myself somewhere in the middle of it, but eventually I'll think it's great. <laughs> like to have come that far and to have albums that, I mean, it's incredible. I never thought I would, like there's been no part of me that's been disappointed because it's just like so amazing that music was able to kind of come back alive for me and and to become something that I could create and compose. And I think that's what was missing too from, you know, from music school and high school was that I never composed. It, was, it wasn't my music, I was playing someone else's. So to be able to have that as a form of expression is like, it's a gift. <laughs> We are blessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, th thank you so much for doing this, Rachel. I really appreciate it. Um, where, where, where can people find your music? Oh, posthoneymoon.bandcamp.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> we'll try to plan the future. The Operative is produced in conjunction with Radio Nope. For more information, visit radionope.com. And for all of our past episodes, visit theoperative.bandcamp.com. Thank you.